should have heard me this morning. I was so stuffy. Oh no. It's that time of year. It is that time of year. Uh, and then like we were at my brother's on Sunday night and they put their dogs away. But like, uh, you know, when we left, I was just like all, you know, and it wasn't even that bad, but like later that night I was like, like whistle breathing. It's Mm. like, and, uh, and I was like, okay, that's fine. It's fine. I'll let this go for like a day. This is what happens. I go somewhere, I go somewhere where there's pets and it's <clears throat> a shower. I change my clothes and everything. And then I, I just sort of wait yeah, a day right. for it to shake out. And so like the next day, like I've still like, it wasn't just like whistle. It was like heavy, not like heavy chest, but like, mm. it was just like narrow. And so like, I realized like I couldn't, I didn't have good posture all day. Cause I kept having to just like poke out my stomach because that was like how I, would breathe right it's mm. weird and then um and then towards like you know the end of last night i was like all right this is so i dug an old inhaler out and uh mm. and, and took a puff and it cleared up my throat and like immediately Good. yeah and i woke up this morning like my nose weighed like nine pounds <sighs> and i was yep. just like oh and like it was one of those like i couldn't couldn't begin to breathe through it i like, yep. tried to like force it all out right and it was just like my eyes were like oh <laughs> like a cartoon (laughs) yeah all right and so like i took a box of kleenex like into the station with me and uh just sort of like dabbed myself and then about noon it like cleared all the way out Ah. i'm I'm a little i'm still a little a little congested but like i barely i don't think i sound too much like it because it yeah it it kind of filled out but because tara was like do you do you think like you're sick i was like this is taking a bit this time but i don't think i'm sick i think this is just the allergies yeah yeah, it's, it sucks. That's what it sounds like. My my son's woken up the past couple of days, and it, you can just hear like, <laughs> like just this stuffy mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, oh no! But then yep. you know, a, about an hour later, he's fine. Noah's uh, Noah's face was like swelling up in the eyes and the, and, and everywhere because mm-hmm. he was just rolling around on the floor near where the dogs were and everything. So I was like, all right, we're gonna go home. We're gonna take off your clothes. You're gonna get in the bath, and then you're gonna take this Benadryl. Um. And I found him later, like passed out in his little campsite, and he was just like, oh. he just <laughs> zonked out. He fell asleep yep. watching something on his tablet, so the thing yep. was like leaning against his face, <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't get in there to take it. Normally, like if that happens, or like nights like tonight, where I just sort of let them have it until they fall asleep, yeah. um, I go in there later to grab them, and they're like propped up on something. But Noah built like this little like yurt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> He's not in his bunk bed. He is like he we have like one of those nuggets so it's like basically he built like a little fort mm. and uh, with like a sheet canopy, but he made the entrance like so narrow that like he <laughs> he can get in there. And <laughs> sure. so if you look into his little den, it's just it, you can't see the floor. It's just covered in stuffed toys ah. and his pillow and his blanket and then yep. his tablet. And yeah. uh, I was like, I, I got to uh, just left it. Uh, alone. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. He says he's, he sleeps a lot better in there. So I'm just going to let him keep it. Whatever helps. Yeah. I'm, <clears throat> I imagine it, it'll be, uh, it's warmer too. Yeah. Right. Yep. So exactly. It blocks out the light. It works. I like it. Yeah. Sweet. It's been a boon this Christmas break. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Well, uh, cool. Well, let's get into it. We got uh, a lot on the docket tonight, so let's let's yeah, man. let's get on started. All right, let's talk about Glass Onion, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a murder. 
and the killer is in plain sight. For at least one person, this is not a game. I must insist that nobody touch the body. Jeez, detective, who killed the party? I need to find a motive for murder. Everyone would stab a friend in the back to hold on to him. This rich bastard. Mm-mm-mm, killed it. You're all friends. Why would anyone commit murder? Are we even going to talk about the elephant in the room? Am I the elephant? Yeah, you're the elephant. You're not that bad. Are you calling me dangerous? Well, we'll see. Let it all out. Hell yeah! This is reckless. The killer wouldn't hesitate to kill again if it covers their tracks. I don't want to call it a sequel to Knives Out because it really isn't. Um, sure. Hell, you don't even have to watch these in the order they were made because there's no, no reference to the previous film in this movie so who even knows if they did take place like this so right sure um so yeah this is a um this is a uh this is a film direct written and directed once again by ryan johnson starring returning Mm -hmm. reprising the role of benoit blanc we have daniel craig and then an all-new cast an all-new ensemble got edward norton janelle monet Catherine hahn Leslie Odom Jr., Jessica Henwick, Madeline Klein, Kate Hudson, and Dave Batista. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to go rewatch Knives Out mm. before this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it'll be on Netflix because Netflix like bought the rights to this film. Yeah, yeah. And it's not on Netflix. Really? It's nowhere. It's you have to like go rent it. Weird. So I I didn't see it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought about doing it and then I never did. I never even looked it up. I was just like, whatever. You would have found that you would have paid. Interesting. Yeah. I I figured, you know what? This is probably not going to have anything to do with that other movie. So whatever. I'm not going to waste my time. Right. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, Netflix bought the, bought the rights to these two Knives Out sequels because it was Lionsgate, the original distributor who was like, we're going to make two more. Yeah. And so they like got them greenlit and they're like, start, you know, making them Ryan. And yeah. then Netflix was like, Hey, can I have that? And g- in, yeah. gave them, what was it? $469 million. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, yeah, so they are the exclusive distributors of this on streaming, I guess, in perpetuity. Yeah. Wow. Um, Right. So, uh, this got a brief theatrical run and we mm-hmm. can talk about the business of this later, but, uh, it was only in theaters for like, maybe what, two weeks? What was yeah, that? I think December? it was, yeah, it was very limited. It was yeah. right at the end of November, I believe. November 23rd. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then December 23rd, it went on Netflix. So, yep. Okay. Um, right. So this, uh, this movie, uh, kind of has, um, Benoit Blanc uh, finds himself uh, invited to this party or this get together weekend at with this eccentric, uh, whatever we always say eccentric billionaire, but what you know eccentric billionaire's house yeah. uh, with yeah. a lot of his old friends, and then there is mm-hmm. a mystery uh, that happens. <laughs> um, yeah, right. There you go. I really enjoyed the first Knives Out. 
I believe most people would or do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we as humans enjoy mysteries and we like, mm-hmm. you know, we like when the answers are revealed to us. We really like when you go back and go, oh, there was a thing. Oh, I see the thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we love it so much. Yep. Um, and so I liked the first Knives Out a lot. Um, I think I've seen it. Twice, I don't remember now. I shouldn't say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm okay. not sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, enough to where I was bummed that I wasn't going to get to see it before this one. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't remember what I gave Knives Out. I just remember, I think, liking it more than you did. Do you remember what you gave it or do you have a current opinion? I don't remember exactly, but but I think it was probably somewhere around three, three and a half. Like it's fine. Yeah. 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 I, di- I didn't love it. I feel like I was on the lower end of like my peer group, like uh, as far as people's appreciation of the film, I was like, it was fine. I, d- I didn't love it, but it's fine. So this one, what's your temperature on this one? I like this one a lot better than the first one. Okay. So without, we're going to, we're going to do a limited window, much like the film itself. We're going to have a limited yeah. window on the front of this review Okay. of no spoilers. <laughs> okay. Got it. And then gotcha. I want to just talk about the film but yeah, yeah, yeah can you say why you liked it more i'm sure you can I just in s- totally subjective terms i was way more engaged with this than knives out um I, I don't really remember a lot about knives out like in terms of like what i didn't like about it but I, but i do know that i felt more connected to this than i did that uh, i was more intrigued almost immediately by this than i was that which is which is crazy because normally when you have like a movie whose structure is like this where you introduce a ton of characters, you introduce the ensemble and you spend some time with these people you don't know and like try to get to know them. Normally I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're feeding me all this and I don't like it. Um, and so that was my initial reaction here. And then like a few minutes in, I was like, Oh, I actually do kind of like this and like these characters. And so, um, so I, I found myself more captivated by this one than by the others, uh, than by the last one. And, and I think maybe it's due to some of the performances here. Um, I remember in Knives Out, there were some great performances, but also a lot of performances that I just thought were kind of boring. Um, and, and here everyone feels like they're so what I do like about it is I feel like this is more of an outright comedy than the last one. Mm -hmm. And, and the characters are also comedic characters, um, meaning that they are uh, quirky and easily instantly recognizable by their quirky traits. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I enjoyed that. Um, So as the film got going and as we got into like the machinations of the plot and, the twists and turns and reveals. Um, I was just more on board because I had a better, clearer understanding of who these people were and what each of them wanted. Um, and so I think just because of clarity, because of the, the genuinely captivating performance by pretty much everybody, uh, I, I just found myself more engaged with this one than the last. I, I, I definitely, I'm trying to remember too. Like, I don't remember feeling, terribly attached to any of the characters in like, because the whole thing with that spoilers for knives out. So the whole thing with knives out is that like, I think that the difference is 
Okay, hold on. I'll get into this in a second. Sorry, I should yeah. should put the cart before the horse. Um, sure. Would you on on those comments? Would you recommend people? I mean, it's too late to see in theaters, but would yeah. you recommend that people? I mean, I'm sure people have Netflix are watching this, but if, sure. Would you recommend people see it? I'd recommend both of them. Yeah. Um, I, it's a very light recommendation for Knives Out, but if you're into whodunits, yeah. I, I do I, I do recommend it. <laughs> this. Um, in in terms of that, like, yeah, I, I do recommend it. And, and what I would kind of couch it with is like, um, I enjoy that this is not a typical whodunit. Um, and it, it's, it's as if it is and it isn't all at the same time. And so you get this, uh, this feeling that Ryan Johnson understands the genre and therefore can break it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or for lack of a better term, he can subvert our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's, um, that, that's what I would say to this one. Like I recommend it not just to people who like whodunits, but just to people who like movies. Yeah, I think so too. Like, so I would recommend it as well. I think if anyone hasn't seen Knives Out, they should go watch Knives Out. I think that if you have not watched Glass Onion, you should go watch Glass Onion. Um, and I would, I, I find it, uh, rewatchable. Obviously both of them are really rewatchable for a lot of, I mean, for just because mysteries lend themselves to rewatchability. That's as I talk about all the time, that's like the big thing for me is, is would I watch this again? And yeah, a well done mystery is just like, come on. Yeah. Right. So, um, easy. All right. Well, well, that's it for no spoilers. So, um, so like for, for knives out, like, so the thing about Knives Out is it's a lot more of a straightforward whodunit. Like there's a dead bot, there's a dead, there's a victim at the be- you know the beginning of the movie, yep. and you do spend, you know, the film. Well, you spend half the film, mm-hmm. or part of the, I don't know, it might be earlier than I think, but you spend like only the first act, yeah, not knowing how he died. Correct. And I remember that was what was interesting about the first film was like they didn't hold, they didn't withhold that. Or yep. He 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 didn't withhold that. He just. At, yep. a, at a certain point in the movie, you're just like, look, the, Marta was with him when he died and it was pretty much an accident. Yeah. The, the interesting part of the plot is like what his death means for his family members, what it means because it, it looks bad for Marta and, you know, what happens after, you know, we sort out everything with like the will and whatnot. Yeah. So, um. Uh, so with this one, like you're right, like a lot of it is that there are a lot more comedy elements. The characters are broader and uh, more identifiable and um, more comedic. But I think also with this one, what I liked was um, it's a while before there's a dead person. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Because, you know, when they get the invitation, like solve the mystery of my murder, I was like, oh, snap, this dude sent like a box Mm-hmm. from the grave yeah and then they pull up and he's like hey everybody i was like oh i'm here you're. yeah <laughs> like i yep completely didn't pick up that they were going to play a murder mystery yeah, yeah, yeah so i was just confused for a second but um i uh i i like the way the movie unfolds a lot because of course we get to the you know we got no dead bodies and then we have two characters who who seemingly die quickly yeah yep and then at the midpoint we jump back like a couple of days and then mm-hmm. we learn like everything that's really going on. Right. And at that point it's like, I remember I was turning, I turned to my wife and I was like, 
I just love everything that's going on right now. <laughs> it's like, I just, yeah. I'd like to say, I just want to say that I'm, I'm really enjoying everything that's happening right now because yeah. I, I love, a, a, I don't even want to say a twist, but I just love when, so we're watching Justified right now. And one of the things I like about Justified is that it skips things that are endemic in earlier and lesser and conventional police procedurals and stories in general where character does something and then you're like, oh, okay, I know what this episode's going to be about. It's going to, you know, he'll he'll drive around until he finds a thing. He finds out it's in his pocket or whatever, you know. Yep. And so what I like about Justified is the characters are smart. And so those Mm. situations mostly get avoided. And so when the characters like either anticipate each other's moves better Mm. or don't get effed over as much because they're not stupid. When characters make smart decisions in shows like Justified, you go, oh, cool. Now we don't have to spend the whole episode learning things that I already know are coming. And we can spend the rest of this episode where things happen and I'm not sure what's supposed to happen next. Right. Like, you know, so everything that happens next is either is, is, is either um, unexpected and or satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, so knives out or sorry, glass onion does that where when we get to the midpoint, they go, all right, here's who this character is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not who you think they are. And then that, yeah. oh, and, and her and Benoit Blanc, uh, like planned this weekend. Like he didn't yeah. just show up like, Oh, I think I'll go to this place. He, yep. he, they're yep. like, they're like, we're going to go because this is fishy. And and, yeah. and here's what happened. And my sister's dead. And, uh, and it recontact, of course it recontextualizes the entire weekend. So you get to like yep. go back and then they show you specific things. And that's yeah. just, that's just fun. That's just so much fun. And, uh, it is, yeah. it, it, it's one of the reasons why I love like a good time travel movie. Like I think of like back to the future part two, yeah. where Marty goes back to the same night he went to in the first film. Yeah. And so you kind of see the events of the first film from a different angle. Yeah. Um, or it's like the Rashomon effect where you're, you, you've been told a story and now you're being told somebody else's perspective of that story. Um, and, and so I love that idea that we've seen a thing now we're going to see it with new information and Mm. inevitably see it differently um and and i think that's just such a cool device and i'm I'm absolutely with you like when uh when at the midpoint we've we've skipped backwards in time i'm immediately enthralled and i'm just like i absolutely love that we're doing this and the recontextualization of it is uh incredibly satisfying because I had in my brain picked up on the idea that, okay, well, if she's really smart, why didn't she solve the puzzle? Why did she smash the puzzle? Right. Right. And we saw her like drunkenly walking around at one point and I'm like, why was she doing that? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, so I'm like holding on to these little things and, and thinking like, oh, they'll come back. And then when, when she died, when she's shot and mm-hmm. presumably killed, I'm like, well now, Wait a minute. Right. I still have a lot of questions about her, regardless <laughs> of who killed who. I I need to know thing like these kind of things. Right. So it, it's inherently interesting because it's like it, it's gratifying to feel like, oh, Ryan Johnson had a plan. Like the reason that moment with the box fell out of character yeah. for another like genius level character is because it wasn't the genius level character. Yep. Um, and that that's just smart to feel like. 
the writer knows what they're doing. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice where you go. Oh, thank God, this wasn't carelessly made. <laughs> yeah, cool, right, exactly. Which is what I'm so used to. Like, oh, but why? Oh, oh. Um, but and, and then I love like you know reframing the conversations that that were being had. And you know, we saw there were several times where like Benoit Blanc is in the pool and he he sees Catherine Hahn and uh, Leslie Odom Jr. talking, mm-hmm. but we don't get to know what that conversation is. So you're like holding on to all of these things. Like we're going to come back to this. I don't know how, and I don't know when, but this is going to be important. And, um, and then in terms of like thing, like expectations, not, uh, or expectations being diverted, being subverted. I love when, uh, uh, we're we're being introduced to the dinner part like the mystery game that edward norton's cooked up for everybody and and blanc just solves it immediately i loved that i was like this is fantastic well i kept thinking that the game was gonna be that like in the middle of that explanation like something was gonna go horribly wrong and then edward norton would get killed for real yeah, right. That's what I kept thinking. Right. I was like, clearly this man's going to die. Right. And then it's like, oh, nope, that didn't happen at all. No. Yeah. Um, I did notice the the slide of hand they pulled when when Edward Norton hands Batista the 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 glass. Mm-hmm. And then we see it again a few like a minute later, and Dave Bautista picks it up off the table. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that difference and I had half a mind. I was like, go back. Let me go back and see if that's a different shot. Yeah. But I was like, no, Dustin, don't do it. Don't do it. You mean like when they show like someone like when they show when they go back and show like, no, you see, like he he switched the glasses or whatever. Yeah. In in the very like that initial shot, you see it the way it happened. Right. Which is which is Batista being handed the glass. Yeah. And I made note. Oh, oh, he's got his drink because I'm still expecting Edward Norton to die. Yeah. I'm watching Edward Norton's drink. Yeah. And and I see (laughs) and I see Batista get the drink and I'm like, here it comes. And so I saw his death coming Mm -hmm. and then they tried to tell me, no, Batista picked it up off the table. And I was like, oh, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, I feel like he didn't, but I was like, I, 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 yeah, I really wanted to go back and check it, but I was like, no, just keep going. Like you can come back later. And so it wasn't even like Dustin, don't spoil it. That's obviously a thing. I I was just like, nah, don't don't waste your time. Like just keep going. Yeah. And so I I didn't. It's not like I called it like, oh, I knew I was right. I I just was just like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. But when they did, you 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 were like, okay, yeah. I thought I saw that happen. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> like, oh, me, okay, gotcha. I was like, oh, did he? Oh, whoops. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> watching yep. something else so it's stuff like that um that that i really enjoyed like i felt like i was attempting to solve it as well yeah which a lot of detective stories at least modern detective stories don't make you feel that way yeah um agatha christie um which this is clearly an homage to agatha christie's mm-hmm. work um agatha christie you always felt like you could solve those uh those mysteries before the detective solved them um and so i really enjoyed feeling like that again because i i my, my mind goes to some of like the sherlock episodes or even downey jr sherlock holmes and i never fought, felt like i had a fair chance of solving any of those yeah. i was just along for the ride 
So it was cool that I felt like, oh, I have a fair fair shot at this if I just like thought about it for a second. But of course, I'm too wrapped up in this movie to stop and think about it. Um, and the movie moves at such a pace that I don't have time to do that. Um, but but I, I really enjoyed just the detective elements of this. Um, when we were in school, one of the last classes I took was a, a course called Detective Narratives. Oh, and it was, yeah. And it, it was writing how to write, how to, how to, you know, interpret, uh, detective stories. Um, and there, you know, are rules that a good detective story should follow. Um, and I feel like th- this does follow most of them, but, but at the same time, it feels like Ryan Johnson knows how to break those rules. And so, um, yeah, I just, I, I really enjoyed, I, I don't know. I like this movie. I don't, I don't really have much of a critique about it. I just, I just enjoyed it. It's really enjoyable. It's really enjoyable. Yeah. And I, I love watching something, one that has a singular vision. Like this is obviously yeah. Ryan Johnson's baby. Like this is yep. the kind of movies that he wants to be making and, you know, um, and other, and many, many film people would like him to keep making these, you know? Yeah. Yep. And it's just nice as a, as a consumer and as a film person to watch something yeah. and go, okay, not only did like the writer direct this, but like it is impeccably, impeccably and deliberately made. Yeah. Like you don't get yep. the sense like there's no, there's no like, you know, meddling. You don't feel yeah. like it. You just feel like everything right. that's on screen is like, I just, I really like that I'm watching something that feels like every choice was made by the artist and intentionally, intentionally and yep. that everything I'm seeing, I'm meant to be seeing. Yeah. Right. You know, and everything exactly. that's not there is not there because it doesn't need to be there. Like it's right. not a budget restriction. It's not a studio content restriction. It's not a rating yep. restriction. It's not a, Oh, yep. the film's going to be two hours restriction. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and this, this goes back to like knives out was this way too, but, but this really, I think tops knives out. Um, it really proves that Ryan Johnson is a talented filmmaker and has a true vision for his films. I mean, I love Brick. I love Blooper. Mm-hmm. Um, his work on Breaking Bad, which is why I'm wearing this today, is great. But but the um, it, it's just his work on Star Wars. There was too much. I don't. I don't think he was right for that. For that you know, for that franchise, but that's not to say that Ryan Johnson is, is not talented or, you know, or whatever, because he's certainly talented and he certainly has a distinct vision and, and I love his films, but, um, you know, I mean, to varying degrees, but it's just that, that star Wars one that kind of threw, threw me off for a while. It's, it's dawning on me that the, uh, <laughs> you know that when Lucasfilm hired him, they must not have watched his movies. <laughs> like it, it's sort of like because in the past sure. I've been like, oh, what what did they expect? You know, they hired Ryan Johnson. You know that he's not. Yeah. And I realized like, oh my god, they probably didn't watch his movies. They probably did the yeah. thing, like the thing yeah. that everyone like jokes about with with the, the, where they just go like. Oh, you know, they, they take, they pluck these indie directors and they put, you know, they give them a hundred million dollar budget and then, yeah. uh, you know, and then they can sort of control them and make them. And, and they picked Ryan Johnson. They're like, he's an indie director that people know of a like, looper. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, and which I guess was the biggest thing he had made at that point was probably looper. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, Indy, money, control. Yeah. And he was like, I'm going to write a thing where the, the villain is a test tube baby. And yeah, they're like, right. oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Whoops. We did the wrong thing oh. here. Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. That's what I wonder. And I absolutely 100% believe that in that specific case, nobody at Disney and Lucasfilm watched his films or vetted him. They just saw his name. They Googled his name. He appeared on some list on IndieWire, like top five directors. Mm. And they're like, perfect. He's he's popular, but not too popular. Yep. We and can tell him what to do. They signed him and he was like, hey, Ryan Johnson, Mr. Ryan Johnson, you want to work on a Star Wars film? And he was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, and, sure. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you want to write it? He's like, oh, fuck yeah. Of course. Yeah, cool. I do. All right. We'll um, go ahead and start making it and then we'll show up in post-production. Yeah, uh, here you go. And he's like, oh, doke. And then they do. And they're like, what the fuck are we looking at? And he's like, my film. And they're like, oh, oh. my God. Oh, no. <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> and Mark Hamill's like, like before they go, he's like, hey, come here. He's like, I sent you. I sent you 300 emails about this man. <laughs> Did you not read my emails? Like, Mark, we don't know. They don't even no. come to our inbox, Mark. Yeah. And they go straight to spam. I thousand percent believe that everything I yeah. just said is exactly what happened. That's probably very accurate. <laughs> it, 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 it's, I, I feel like it was probably also like, that's very likely. The other likely scenario is they thought we can hundred percent control him. Yeah. And then they tried and then he fought back mm -hmm. and then nobody was willing to like concede. So what you get is like this weird mixture of studio slash Ryan Johnson uh -huh. and none of it works because it's like Ryan Johnson's going, no, I'm doing this. And the studio going, well, you're not doing that. And then he's like, well, I guess I'm doing it and I'm not doing it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Ray is important, but this, nobody. This <laughs> you know, it's Schrodinger's movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Accurate. But yeah, man. Um, but I, I enjoyed this and um of course I, I love the Beatles uh reference and um the couple Beatles uh tracks that show up here and mm -hmm. um and yeah, it's it, it it's just it's just a lot of fun and um I, so I was I was talking about this recently with somebody. I get your opinion. It's only mildly related because we recently discussed Black Adam. Mm. Um, Dave Bautista's career has been way more interesting to me than The Rock's. <laughs> okay, yeah. And I and I think like obviously they both have had their like you know the Tooth Fairy like family comedy whatevers, but like Bautista has proven to be an action movie star mm -hmm. charismatic yeah uh and comedic in a way that i think dwayne johnson hasn't quite done all of those things or at least not to the degree that batista has and that's not to hate on dwayne johnson because i love dwayne johnson um but i'm just saying like it's becoming where when i see that batista is in a film i'm like okay cool i'm in yeah, yeah. I, I think that Batista, again, I'm going to go with appear, appearances. Sure. Batista appears to not be as inhibited by his ego as The Rock. Sure. I don't think that Dwayne Johnson would play a character like Drax. 
Sure. Yeah. Because yeah. look, cynically, because it makes him look dumb and he doesn't want to look dumb. Um, yeah. Non-cynically, because potentially playing a character like Drax would make his other roles yeah. too closely associated with self-deprecating humor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And for sure. an actor like The Rock to have a career, yeah. you have to see him as competent. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. at everything. Compare yeah. his compare his career to like a more bulky, muscular. Um, this is a stupid sentence. A more bulky, muscular, <laughs> action yet comedic type of career. Um, to like Tom to have Tom Cruise. Okay, Tom Cruise plays a type. He plays Tom Cruise. Yep, and he's successful playing Tom Cruise. Yeah, and. Uh, people like Tom Cruise playing Tom Cruise. And yep. so Tom Cruise is just going to keep playing Tom Cruise. Right. But <clears throat> Tom Cruise uh, would be bored if all he was doing was playing Tom Cruise. Sure. So he gets movies made. And every now and then he does like a, a role like in Tropic Thunder where he plays sure. against type and reminds yep. you, no, I, I'm an, I mean, although he is just playing Tom Cruise in a fat suit, he's, he's still acting yeah. like Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he showed us in that movie, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm funny actually. Um, yeah. but yep. every now and then he, he, he does, he does a role and I'll talk about it in a future episode. Hmm. Oh. And, uh, about how. Tom Cruise does have range as an actor. He just yeah. typically takes roles where he's doing more, where he's having more fun as an actor. Sure. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. think it's fun for Tom Cruise to cry over a bed full of photos of de- dead and missing children, but he really loves riding motorcycles and jumping off cliffs. Yeah. Um, yep. And so he's going to go do that because he's 60 years old and YOLO. Okay. Right. Yep. Yep. For sure. <laughs> um, but that's okay because that's what we want. And I think The Rock is a version of that. And I think that he or somebody perceives like, look, if you take on too many comedic roles, like you you can't be – you can be funny, but you can't be dumb. Mm. Um, and I think that Batista, either no one told him that or he fired the people who told him that. But one way or the other, they're like, here's a here's – a, there's this Marvel movie. You're going to work with James the, – the guy who made Slither and your character like – is like severely autistic basically and, sure. um, and or stupid. Um, and you're going to probably the everything funny about your character is that he's, he's, he, he, he's, he's not smart or he doesn't catch on. And he's like, sure. cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't bother him. Yeah. It doesn't bother him. Um, do you remember he was in Blade Runner 2049? Yeah. He was and great. It's like, yeah. He's so good. And he's I'm just great. like, I'm like, you know what? He was also, was he, he was in a Bond movie. Which one was it? Uh, Spectre. Spectre. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I I just enjoy Batista's work and, um, and he's, he's great here. He's funny. He's, you know, good at playing this type of role. Mm -hmm. Um, and everybody is good in this movie. Like Edward Norton's always great, but he's really good in this. Um, and uh, the the only critique I have is that there are times, it is not always, but there are times when Daniel Craig's accent becomes a little bit fatiguing. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there, there were, there was like two times in the film where I was like, that's eh, a little too foghorn leghorn for me. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know that I would have gone there with it. Was it but, in the front part of the film? Yeah, or? it was in the front part of the so film. So I felt the same way. 
Mm. I felt the same way. And I remember thinking, I was like, all right, this is, this is a little, I was like, either writing way too much towards this accent or he's, he's laying on thicker, but then he says a line. um, He says a line to Helen shortly Mm -hmm. after we learn all the information. I think it's when they first get to the Island and she's like, I think they're going to find us out. And he says like, don't worry. Like I'll, I'll, I'll spit some Southern hokum at him. Yeah. And so I wonder if just but that line to me justified that performance. Cause I thought, Oh, he's, he's intentionally being extra Southern. Maybe that's how that, that's what it felt like to me. Cause I, I felt the same way and it didn't, it didn't happen after he said that line. Like I, I never heard it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just wonder if that's some like subtle thing where he's, where Ryan was like, laid on real thick um, uh, um could be. in in these in these in these in scenes the because parts. you really want everyone to think you're re- you're you're a lot simpler than your reputation yeah, proceeds yeah, yeah. you know yeah um because your your character's here for a reason your character knows why he's here knows yeah, what he's yeah, yeah. looking for but yeah. part of the misdirection is you need to appear like you're just happy to be here and wow, look at all of this stuff. Look at yeah, all this cool shit you have. Cause yeah. that's what he's doing for a while. Like he walks in a room yeah. and he's, he's like, Oh, I never thought I'd be looking. And my yeah. wife was like, Oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there, there was one moment. I, I don't remember exactly when it is in the film, but he, he, he has like an exclamation and he goes, Oh, fiddlesticks. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, y'all are, I don't know if y'all are writing to Come this on, you guys. Or, or what, but I was like, this is crazy. Okay. Um, right now. W- wouldn't it be great if like in, in the third Blanc film, they, he like drops the accent when he's at home or something. Yeah. And he's just like, just completely nondescript accent or, you know, I can't believe French. they're going to evict us. <laughs> yeah and i i don't know that'd be funny but yeah. um but yeah i don't know I, 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 he does great though like daniel craig is great he's believable whatever mm-hmm. it, it was just a little bit fatiguing and but everybody else is just so fantastic in these roles mm-hmm. I, I i really enjoyed every one of them um janelle monet is great um, yeah i didn't care for her alabama accent though <laughs> Yeah, definitely kind of is it's extreme for sure. Um, and, and I have to imagine again, that was like a, a comedic choice. B yeah. we really need to differentiate your voice yeah, from a normal sounding person, which is yep. what her real voice is. It's just really normal sounding. Yep. And they're yep. like, it needs to be abundantly clear. This is a different person. Yeah. So we right. have, we have license to go broad and yep. I'm sure Ryan was like, look, and honestly, like it's okay. Like who gives a shit? Yeah. yeah. Right. Kate, <laughs> those, Kate those people don't have Netflix. Okay. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> right. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> um, Kate Hudson was great. Um, I, I feel like it's been a while since I've seen her in anything. Yeah, I agree. I didn't, I didn't look too hard. I didn't like look at what was the last thing she was in that I would have seen. But my same thought when I saw the trailer was like, Oh my God, when's the last time we got to see Kate Hudson? Yeah. But she was great. Like, she was great. Like, I, I really enjoyed, you know, her performance and her, her role in this. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I, it's so weird. It's so rare for me to have a movie where I'm like, you know what? No critiques. Yeah. It's cool. It works. It's not, I still wouldn't call it a perfect movie. Um, like, but, but I don't have any solid critique of it. 
Um, it rests that, in that interesting little nest where like nothing is wrong, but it's not perfect. And it's the, the, the it's, it, wow. Schrodinger's rating. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's both like, it's both imperfect and, uh, f- flawless, you know? Yes. Right. I think, I think what it is, is like, it all, it only boils down to subjective things. Yeah. Everything that they did objectively works. Yes. Um, do you subjectively uh, resonate with everything that it's doing or not? And I think that's kind of the thing. But like this isn't it, it's so weird because you can't be like, well, I didn't feel a lot emotionally. And it's like, well, you're not kind of supposed to. It's a con- it's a murder mystery comedy. It's not like, you know, you're you're learning some life lesson and somebody's you know, like, oh, I, I'm crying now because this is a beautiful story. Right. You're just like, oh, this is funny this and is fun. fun. And, yeah. And I enjoyed it. Um, so it's weird to to compare it to anything, but but only to say, yeah, it's it's only the subjective things that I feel like are wrong with it. So like I would go, like I, I could be convinced to go as high as four and a half stars on this. Um, yeah. I, I I might would rest on four, but I I don't know. Four and a half sounds fine too. Yeah. Um, because, because again, I, there's not much that I would change about it. And there's nothing wrong with fun. There's nothing wrong with fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, somebody made a fun movie that's, that's endlessly rewatchable. Right. Like and, I already want to watch it again, which, yeah. it, which is a great, a great sign. And, uh, like, so there's, there's a lot to be said about like the social message of the film and, you know, uh, of billionaires, you know, using their power to, you know, lord it over people who are, you know, uh, in need or whatever. Right. And, and there's a lot to be said about stuff like that in this. And there is a social commentary, but I feel like it totally works. It's, it regardless. the story. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it, that whole thing is just to show you that like, yeah, these people are old friends, but like their relationship is held together by, you know, by a power imbalance, power imbalance, and it's kind yeah. of it's kind of messed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah it, it it's 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 just interesting um, that it were like there are people who are really going to get a lot out of this socially or politically, sure, and be like, oh, I, I really resonate with that. And me, I'm just like, it's a fun story, yay. Yeah, the um, I was googling Glass Onion to like find the uh box office take and everything. And so like mm. the first, the first couple of things that popped up was like an article, like, you know, people think that, uh, or people say, um, that, uh, glass onion is about Elon Musk and, you know, which is of course like, Oh, okay. And then yeah. another was an Atlantic article and it was like, why glass onion is angrier than the last knives out. Mm. And I was just like, okay, I'm you can guess what that's all about. You know, it's I yeah I didn't even pick up on it being an angrier film. It doesn't feel that I way. Feel it like, feels yeah. brighter. It yeah. feels yeah. It's weird. I mean, it might have more to say about like about its main. Ca- but even in the last movie, was like it was very critical of. I mean, it was the same sort of thing. It was like it was like bad. But people who behave badly. Be, you know, looking out for self-interest because they're well off. And yeah, they, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Ryan Johnson has more to say about class. I mean, like, yeah, the Batista's character is like a what do they call him? Like a man's rights, like yeah, you know, influencer. And it's like yeah, but like okay, I mean, which I don't even know what that means, but I, I've heard it said before, so I'm like, oh, you cool. have yeah, men's rights people are like like uh 
if if there was a word for a male, like for for feminists, but for men, like it's a rea- it's a reactionary for feminists. A man, okay. a manist, a manist, a man, manist. It, yeah, a men's rights person says like, like t- tries to retip the scales back to equal (laughs) Um, because women have taken too much power through feminism (laughs) Um, so we need to hire more women it's like they should just hire the best person for the job because it's a man and it should be a man which they should hire the best person for the job I like how you went Hank Hill with that (laughs) well they should just hire the best person for the job in the propane business that's what we do my Hank Hill is like 86 (laughs) <laughs> it's not the Mike Judge Hank Hill. It's the older my 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 diaphragm can't support my voice anymore. Uh, Hank Hill. Well, yeah. it's just hard. That's part for the job. Can't believe there. What do you think? Yeah, How? this is. Yeah, you're right. It's nursing home Hank Hill. You wonder, like, are they going to put? Would they ever put something like this out on out for a home release, like out for Blu-ray or mm. something? You know, because these are things I'd want to own. Because again, rewatchability. Yeah. Um, uh, nice craft, you know, the, uh, the nice craft on display, nice production design, the kind of stuff you enjoy home media for, you know, I think criterion picked up knives out. So I think okay. it's now a criterion release. I wonder what for this one, because things that are on Netflix do get made into disc. I've yep. seen stranger things, DVDs before, which is, yep. I have um, some of them really. Str- yeah. That's weird. Yep. Um, they stopped after season two, though. Oh, they did? Yeah, so I'm like, ah, the collection will never be complete. They're like, guys, what are we doing? <laughs> yep. Yep. This Netflix thing appears to be catching on. Why don't we shut down the DVD house? Yeah. Didn't they Didn't they do that same thing with Daredevil? Like, they released the first season or two and then never released anymore or something? Could be. I bet they did that for a lot of shows. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Cool. All right. Well, let's put that one to bed. Um, yeah, I'm definitely enjoyed Glass Onion. Excited to watch it again for yeah, sure. Same.